Hello, and welcome back to the Double Take Podcast with Jess and Jenny, where we talk about all things TV. Today, a very, I don't know, monumental episode of television, the penultimate succession episode. But if if we call this monumental, what will we call next week? Also monumental. Extra monumental. (laughs) That's fair. I can't believe that it's ending. It doesn't feel like it's ending next to week. To be fair. I, like, I watched this episode and I was like, there could be a whole other season coming. And I'd be like, yeah, that tracks. Yeah. I mean, you've had a very condensed... I can see feeling like, wait, it's it's already over? For one. But not just that. I feel like there's so much plot happening. I don't know. Normally at a series finale, I'm like, yeah, I totally see how everything's wrapping up. And this time I'm like, they're, they're planting so many seeds of new things. Yeah. I agree with you. And I'm still glad that they're ending it. I know. I like I have a similar feeling of just like I'd prefer it to end well than to give us like a shitty fifth season. It's also like for, there this that, show How many seasons is this? Four. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this show has been sort of like maybe I'm maybe I'm I don't know, making this the shape of it, just knowing how that this is when it ends. And otherwise I wouldn't be thinking of it in these terms. But I think it's pretty clear that this is a show about this kid these kids relationship with their father and the father like how the father shaped the kids and so the fact that he's dead and like still having an effect on them is still makes for interesting television under that lens but if we kept going more after like much after his funeral I feel like it would just sort of be like not the scope of what the show was anymore I totally agree we could follow these characters through so much more. Like, there's just, yeah, there are so many stories to be told. But the, like, specific, this father fucked up his kids. And also, this is, like, a weird world they live in. Uh, I think that story is is coming to its natural close. Yeah, you're right in that. And it's true, but that doesn't mean I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I just I could watch these people forever they're terrible people and I love them I mean I, I literally hate them but like I love to watch them even in this episode there were moments where I was like no I hate them I'm, I'm ready to stop watching these people and then like five minutes later I'd be like oh that was such an interesting scene or like what an interesting dynamic like I'm just I'm even when I hate them all I enjoy watching I mean that's every bit this is not an original thought this is why everybody likes this show but I just like I could watch more of it totally do you want to go I don't know scene by scene how what's the best way to do this do we just want to talk about our I don't know the most influential parts to us yeah I mean I've got notes that are like kind of haphazard but I guess we could start there and just sort of like I like uh, it go from there brain jump from things to other things uh my very first note I wrote down was that Rava has a lot more restraint than I do because if my ex-husband got in my face the way Kendall did I would not be as calm as she was and then to be like upset like she has so much Rob is the unsung angel of this show I think she might be the only likable Same character one. in this whole show and then of course you have to think well is she really that likable if she once married Kendall that's probably she's probably not like totally pure of heart but what a saint she in this episode to not freak out at him i mean the only thing that i can think of is you know the i mean when people are a little bit crazy i feel like they teach like you learn or people tell you to not react i feel like that's what she's doing she's trying to like calm him down by not getting crazy in his face uh and that's sort of how she's learned how to deal with him that's how i was reading that but totally yeah i (laughs) oh for sure well, one thing I really like about that character is they haven't felt the need to really over explain 
her or that relationship or what it was or how it came to be or how it ended. But it's very clear that Rava understands Kendall like pretty deeply and understands his addiction and understands his temperament. Yeah. And yeah, and that that was just another extension of that. Even the fact that like he was clearly just having a like a sort of little Kendall meltdown because it was his dad's funeral. I mean, much more than normal. It, that's sort of excusable on that day, I think. Yeah. It, but it was that brings me to sorry I won't go deep into this right now but that does bring me to what I want to touch on like how each of the siblings the kids whatever are like they were so much more them this episode because of the funeral like I feel mm-hmm. like their personality traits the best and worst parts were just like elevated brought up to a hundred and I found that interesting so like for Kendall I think in the beginning of the episode he was sort of like having a little meltdown and it was a very Kendall way to react to like not being able to handle his emotions and then by the end of the episode it was sort of like changed like he had to like bring up the strength inside him and turned into sort of his like manipulative self again his father so (laughs) yeah yeah um yeah this to me I hadn't thought about it that way I was sort of thinking this like wow what a um this felt like a Roman rise and fall episode and mostly like the fall portion because it opens with his scene and him feeling like on top of the world doing like practicing his eulogy and the way that it bookends the way that it does with him so just like he's out of the club he couldn't couldn't hack it uh all of those he thought like "Mm, i'm gonna impress my dad even from the grave by getting this fascist elected as president and just like even that i mean i say even that but like clearly that blows up in his face uh i was just thinking of this as like a roman episode and wondering if the last episode was going to be because we got kendall in his sort of the light living plus I know they're all in all of the things, but I was wondering if the last episode would be a little bit of a shiv episode, and I liked that idea, but also a finale being one character's arc seems a little much. Yeah, I'm not I'm not reading these episodes that way, though, so it is interesting that that's what you got from it, because I do feel like, yeah, Roman definitely had the most obvious, like, rise to fall arc, although, like I said, I, I very much saw Kendall's as the opposite, and... Mm-hmm, that's true. I thought... That it, yeah, they I guess sort of maybe wasn't weighed quite as heavily as Romans, but I think it was more just that Romans was like louder, like his breakdown was more visible. Like I think Kendall in the beginning was having his own little mini breakdown, but it was sort of more in line with Kendall's character that we've seen because mm-hmm. Kendall has had lower points than this, arguably. And Roman is sort of always his like immature self. But I think we saw more of a high and a low in this episode than we normally see in Roman's story arc thus far. So maybe that's why you're like picking up on it. And more. also just the the weight of where his scenes were. Like truly, we started right. the episode with him. We ended the episode with him in like a very different place. And um, I don't think he's ever fallen. I mean, yeah, you're right about the sort of intensity of the arc. He has never, he's always, when he's been pushed down, he's come back with, to it with sort of like a ah fuck you like whatever um and then made a joke at someone's expense and then sort of like skitters off to the sidelines and does more things and then like builds himself back up again but this felt like he really didn't he just sort of kept plummeting um so yeah definitely a different feel yeah that last scene was so good i'm obviously like 
hard to watch. I thought he was going to die. But so interesting. I thought he was going to get trampled. I thought it was going to like end up like seriously injured. Yeah. I didn't think he was going to die. But it was, I mean, building on what you said, which is like, this is the lowest point we've seen of Romans. We haven't really seen him get to like a, this low of an emotional place. And yet it still tracks so well with what I feel like I know about Roman, mm-hmm. which is like he even more so than Kendall, I think like can't deal with negative emotions, pushes them down, hides them under like cynicism and sarcasm. And he's just having the worst day of his life. And so he throws himself into a violent crowd, like that level of like masochism and drama and just like truly having zero coping skills. I was like, but excellently done because it doesn't feel out of left field. No. It feels so Roman, even though we haven't seen him do that before. Yeah, I agree. I thought that was great. That was my favorite scene. It was like, like I said, weird to be like, that one was good because it was like horrible. <laughs> and I literally thought he was going to get trampled to death or trampled to it. I'm using that as an exaggeration. Yeah, that scene gave me so Trampled much to dread. an extreme. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was nuts. But then I guess now that I say that, what was Shiv's? What, what, what her... She didn't really have highs and lows the way I said the other two did. Right. It was sort of, I mean, this, I think this episode was a sort of, uh, these two have been bound. It was the trio. The trio got knocked down to two once Kendall decided Shiv was a backstabbing, you know, sister and kicked her out of there. And then this was sort of a, like, right now Roman and, and Kendall are vying for the top, but they, like, one went down, the other went up. Um, so maybe this wasn't. And then Shiv sort of stayed in her orbiting. It was a big. It was a big moment in her finally announcing to people that she was pregnant. I guess, and also for Tom finally acknowledging, even though he wasn't even in this episode. But like their yeah, relationship, it was low, like a low amount of the two of them really though. And I think that that's okay and makes sense compared to like how much we've gotten yes. of that in the previous two or three episodes. Yeah. So less of a emphasis on her and definitely on Tom like you said he was like barely in this in this episode but I do wonder how they're going to tie it all together in, in not to be a broken record but in just one, one episode, episode I know I'm freaking out <laughs> even, I was even watching the little like next week on or whatever I know you don't watch those but I was glimpsing it and I was just like this could be a whole season if you told me that this was a trailer for the whole season next season I would believe you <laughs> I'm just was, was it going to be like three hours long? I'm sure they've already announced how long it will be. I just don't know. Yeah, I didn't look it Probably up. Probably an hour and a half, I would that guess. That makes sense. I'm excited. I, yeah, you're right. I did not look the look at the next week on or of next trailer view. I know. Um, so yeah, going in blind. Haven't really thought about it. One thing of Shiv's, back to Shiv, in terms of this episode, she had the best eulogy speech, I thought. It was the only one that I... Uh, well, obviously, best one of my rankings. Most that one. I mean, like, the only one, like, I connected to. I, like, I got emotional. It's the only time in that episode I actually felt emotion mm. because the way she was being very... I felt like she was being the most vulnerable and honest and saying, like, basically, like, I loved my dad even though he... Like, what did she say? He did, didn't know how to see a whole woman. Yeah, he couldn't hold and a then, whole woman in his mind or something. Yeah, what a, what a poetic way and heartbreaking thing to say. Yeah, I was gonna say she also said this when the sun did shone. <gasps> I wrote that down. That's in my notes because I I literally wrote the sun shone shun in all caps and then I wrote ha 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 Shiv's accent because this was the first time I felt like it was like they really just like didn't didn't 
they should have reshot that like that. I thought she was not... trying to do like a like an old timey the sun shone down. <laughs> no, I don't think so. There are times in the whole show, I've always thought this, even before I knew she was Australian, there were times where I would be like, oh, Shiv has like a little a little bit of an interesting accent. I wonder if it's supposed to be like a rich people affect. Like it just was like certain words were like a little bit off. And then I heard her in an interview and I was like, oh no, that's just her being like not 100% with the American accent. I can't even But have... I think they normally reshoot it if it's, if it's like that dramatic. But I saw a thing at the end of the episode, like a behind the scenes, like making of or whatever, that they did the church scene in a continuous take. And they did like a mm. few of them, but like... I imagine they weren't like, oh, you just had an accent mess up. Like, let's retake the whole continuous shot. Yeah. So I'm assuming that's what happened. Re- I uh, That is an interesting take on that. I truly would not. Because Sean. <laughs> you thought she was randomly just like speaking like Middle English? A little. Because that doesn't sound like an Australian way to say shown either. Uh, it I doesn't really fit. <laughs> it, it, to me, it seemed very much like her accent slipped. Mm. And not like she was being, but it is funny that you thought like old English or whatever. Like I, I, like I said, I used to think she was being like fancy, fancy chef in some of her like accent stuff too. So I guess it works for her. They obviously didn't think it was important enough to, to fix, but it made me laugh out loud. Same. I was just like, wait, what? A little double take there. Ew, <laughs> that was a mistake. That was don't make that face. I hated that. That was a mistake. <laughs> it was not intended. Anyhow, um, I laughed a lot at one other moment in this episode. Just to uh, to use that as a segue. Yeah. Uh, when uh, who said this? I didn't write down who was said it. Greg, this. because I wrote down same. the line. It's <laughs> no wait, but I want to hear after this. What what of his lines made you laugh? Uh, it was, I think this eulogy is going to leave us open to legal action. And obviously that's not a comedic line on its own, mm-hmm. but the timing of it made me laugh out loud. Okay, what was yours? Uh, I laughed at Greg, who tries to get his grandfather to not go up to speak, but then when the grandfather go, his grandfather goes up to speak on behalf of his brother and gives the first eulogy and then comes back, Greg <laughs> can't help but make like a, that was a good hard take. <laughs> Greg does always pick the comedy. I don't even think I picked up on that. Um, yeah, that, that made is, me laugh out loud. That is so funny. I can't even remember. Um, also, I realized people couldn't see your face, and that was probably a lot funnier for me looking at you <laughs> imitating Greg's face, but that's okay. People will hopefully know what you're talking Someday about. Someday we'll do a video podcast. Um, but I thought it was funny how much they kept wanting to give like an opposition take. Like, as though the grandfather mm. gave the negative, and they're like, oh, we have to give it a spin. Like, the spin team goes up. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, really Color still side. thinking of it they as corporate. They've like, a few times. Yeah. Well, I guess they literally have to, and that is the, like, the business plot angle to it. But, like, it's very realistic, I guess, as if you actually had, I don't know. I mean, that, and that's been brought up in the rest of the season, the rest of the show, every once in a while like how things that are like happening in their personal lives affect shareholders and stock price and I think that is literally life for like the Murdochs or whoever whatever various families this is sort of like based on Mm -hmm. which is bizarre so weird (laughs) what church did they film in I should have looked that up I was just thinking again about how in the behind the scenes thing they said like they Mm -hmm. had a very limited window of availability and that's why they like only did a few takes and they did them continuously but i don't know where that was filmed i mean it must be some high profile church in new york 
I would assume so. Oh, another thing I liked and thought was funny was his ex-wife, Logan's ex-wife. The pew. Bringing up Carrie. And then the way she was like, this to Marsha, like this was this was my Carrie and like let's all sit in the front row yeah the ex-wives ex-girlfriend pew was uh pretty excellent and I think they should all get a spinoff show oof I find them so abhorrent every single one of them I like it but in the way that's like (laughs) not just all the people are abhorrent in the show but in a way that's like I really like don't I I could use less Carrie and less Marsha like every time they showed up in the show I was like no no let's let's there's something about the like Logan's wives and Logan's exes and mistresses or whatever that I just thought was the most uninteresting part of this show. Oh, I think but I liked really this scene. I thought it was funny. I will. That's the other thing is like it could have been interesting and it could have been more, but then they put them in such a back burner position that it just felt like useless to even have them there. So I feel like they could have done more with it, but because they didn't, it just was not ne- like those those people didn't get to be real people. Like who carries just a caricature of a mistress so that's kind of why I want yeah that's why I would like to see more of them I don't actually I don't want a spinoff but if I had to like oh yeah nothing inside me actually wants that but like I see what you mean there is like more of a story to be told yeah I just looked it up the um it was Church of St. Ignatius Loyola which is a Roman Catholic cathedral that has seen his share of real like VIP send-offs so a lot of famous people I suppose I think it's in New York one moment please Oh, there's an archite- Architectural Digest uh, whole piece on it already. They work quickly. <laughs> yeah, Upper East Side. Italian Renaissance-style church. Interesting. I have other notes, and at this point, I'm just yeah, not, it's through. not linear. It's just me, me thoughts. <laughs> me thoughts. <laughs> it kind of goes back to what I'm I was sorry, saying are you Australian for a with, second? <laughs> <laughs> with all the characters, or all this, the children, the kids, having sort of like elevated personalities in this episode I thought Roman's conversation with Shiv in the car when she told them that she was pregnant I was like Roman has always been crude but he's never been this crude like it was Roman dialed up to a thousand I guess and it doesn't really seem to tell to act to say to Shiv that it was his kid I was just like this is like Roman's always been inappropriate but like and I think one comment here and there of that sort of thing has happened before but like the back-to-back like it's my kid I'm gonna jerk off while you breastfeed like it was just so much yes and I was like this is clearly I like a emotional response like he's like he's freaking out inside and this is like how he is dealing with it and again I just thought that was like very well done oh to me I thought that was very similar to like first season Roman the like waving a million dollar check in front of the kid kind of Roman yeah I mean I think it was just like this specifically like his reaction being like I'm gonna be crude and yeah, just sort of like disgusting to like deflect and then yeah Kendall being like peak drama to deflect I just thought the big the way they were like setting that up in the beginning was really good and I wrote that down and another thing I've been seeing on the internet people it's gone around a couple of times this season alone of people finding out that Shiv is the youngest and I might have even said this last oh, week oh I thought but I thought Roman was the youngest Everybody thinks, okay, that's what I was going to say, is everybody thinks Roman's the youngest, but Shiv's the youngest. And, and like, it's documented, like, it's gone around the internet a couple times, because people are like, no, it's definitely Shiv, and then they, like, they all argue about it, because everybody thought Roman was. And I think this episode is a perfect example of why everyone thinks that, because he is the least mature. He has no ability to handle his 
own like he can't cope and he has immature jokes like he just so much seems like the youngest one and yeah the way they were all like comforting him when he broke down and cried I was like oh yeah again this is why everyone thinks he's the youngest although he has that sort of like baby of the family vibe oh absolutely Shiv's face when he is having that meltdown of simultaneous I thought oh my god her acting it being like a little bit disgusted and also at the same time compassionate like Incredible. almost crying because he was crying almost crying because I he was crying and not get over her. but then also doing the sort of like is everyone else seeing this this is a little bit ridiculous yeah and like they're there I like can barely like touch you right like, just I'm gonna like in waves back the and meme forth. of like comforting someone with a broom like they're yeah. there yeah I thought that I I thought all of their reactions to his reaction were just like incredible. Also, the fact that Jerry and the other um I don't even know what their positions are, like the COO, the CFO, all laughing later about the video of Roman crying. That little tiny clip that they added in there, just like a, a little tag. Oh yeah. Who was that? Carl? Yeah, Carl and Jerry and someone else, I can't remember. But I thought that was a good addition. I want more Jerry. I know. There hasn't been enough Jerry in this season. That's that's been that's been a bummer. But she's been otherwise fired. I have no criticisms. <laughs> so. I think that might be my only criticism is not enough Jerry of this entire episode. This episode was so good. It was really good. Did I say that last episode too? Yeah, they've all, they're I'm all so just, good. <laughs> they're just all really good. But, but I do I like that this episode was like I said before, there were moments of like, oh, I hate them all. And then there were moments of like, oh, I'm seeing, like, you know, you start to see the humanity and you feel something for all of them. I, I think the show is at its best when it like weaves both of those feelings into one episode. And like at some episodes, you're just like, all these people are terrible. Like last week, I was like ready to throw Kendall and Roman both like off a, off. Mm-hmm. The building. It's like you're both terrible people. You're the end of American democracy. Like, get a guy. <laughs> oh, different. <laughs> or that. Or that. But then this episode, obviously, it's a it's a sad environment, and so you're gonna feel more sympathy for them. But I just I think this episode is like more fun. There's more there's more range. I assume it's more fun for the actors too. Like, there's just there's so much to work with. Yeah. I I just wanted to say one last thing about Kendall. I he's clearly doing the thing like he's one head one crown they're setting him up to be the one who can hack it in these high pressure situations like he essentially delivered a rousing speech in the same way that living plus speech worked out better than they expected he sets low expectations and then delivers more than what people are expecting of him which is a scary thing for like a billionaire to be able to do because he's not He's just exceeding low expectations, and yet it makes it seem like, wow, he could really do this. He could be the he could be the next visionary of the whatever. Um, which just the parallel between real life people who are billionaires and like can just sort of function okay. Yikes! And, but but I I am a little bummed that this has been the whole. If they're setting him up the way that it seems like they are, for the last episode for him to sort of like step into the shoes of his father I don't think that's what's gonna happen do you think I hope not happen I don't I mean I don't want to make any real predictions because my hope is that that doesn't happen but it seems like that's sort of like the bricks that they're laying it would make sense at least narratively if that's what happened 
I'm not saying that would be a good choice and that if we followed them for a few more episodes, he wouldn't royally mess things up, but... It would make sense dramaturgically. Yes, exactly. (laughs) I don't really have a prediction for how it's going to end, though, now that I say that. I think it's clear that they've set up at least Roman... I mean, Roman has always been the unprepared, immature one from, like, the very first episode, I think it is, of the whole show where he, like, he comes in and he's just, like, sitting in a chair weird Mm -hmm. like he always does and, like, completely unprepared to actually work. And so for him to, in this episode, be, like, totally taken down to this just rock bottom. And then, like you pointed out, like, the scene where Jerry and Carl are mocking him. Like, I think think it's pretty clear we've gotten that through line of like Roman is Won't not be it. it. Yeah. He, he couldn't hack it. He couldn't be dad. He could only ever be like the fuck up. But will Shiv be the CEO of Gojo yeah, slash like the new media company that they're creating? Is that gonna actually you go have through? to think maybe because how, like what else would happen in just one episode other than it just not happening? But then what would her ending be? And then to throw the pregnancy in there and there there to only be one episode left. I know it's pretty oh! insane. <laughs> I don't understand. We will only know once we know. Yeah, I can't predict. I shouldn't have started to predict because it turns out I can't. I think the only the only person that has that it feels like has sort of gotten the only person I believe has only one episode left of their tale to tell is Roman. That's how I feel about that. I agree. Everybody else, I'm like, I don't know how they're gonna do this in one episode. And maybe Tom. <laughs> He's gotten a good but like of the main siblings, yeah. I agree. Yeah. No, yeah, I'm the main siblings. Like, yeah, also like Greg. Like, so I don't. They just like haven't had as many ups and downs in like story arcs. So I think. Yeah, yeah I was just speaking about the main. I again, I forgot Connor. I always forget Connor. Oh, but he's not I part don't of the main trio. Counts. So it's yeah, I mean trio. But if I say kids, I keep saying the children, mm-hmm. and then completely leaving out Connor and the conheads. Sorry, the conheads. <laughs> conheads will revolt. I think that's a good place for us to leave it until our next succession episode. Yeah, sure. I, I'm. Waiting with bated breath. I'm scared and excited. Find links to follow us on socials and subscribe to our newsletter in the show notes of this episode. Thank you for listening to Double Take. If you like what you heard, please support us by subscribing and leaving a review. See you next time. The Double Take podcast is produced by Jess Ball and me, Jennifer Cullen.